0: You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and check us out online at beardedtheologians.com. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians, hosted by Matt Franks. And Zach Bechtold.
1: And today we have a very special guest with us. We have the Reverend Justin Coleman, who's the Chief Ministry Officer at Cokesbury. And uh, we're, we're super glad to have him on. There's a lot of things going on at Cokesbury and within his ministry. And uh, so we're, we're excited to have you, uh, Justin. And uh, we want to give you a little, uh, little chance to tell us about yourself and, and what you do and
2: all the really cool things that are going on. Excellent. Thanks, guys. It's great to be on the podcast today. Uh, Yes, chief ministry officer at the publishing house. Um, Prior to coming here, I was a pastor in uh, Houston, Texas. I had a uh, multi-national congregation there that I served, and honestly, um, never thought I'd Jump into the world of uh, publishing and sales, um, but uh, received an, an amazing call and had a great conversation with our president and publisher emeritus uh, Neil Alexander, and uh, and so the rest is history. But uh, my work here at Cokesbury, and so the the work includes the. Uh, the work of Abingdon Press and uh, Cokesbury, and all together that is the United Methodist Publishing House. And so uh, half of my work is human resources, and so that group reports up through me. And so, uh, much like a congregation, when you've got 400 plus staff members, uh, there's a lot going on, right? Um, and then uh, another part of my role is using design thinking as a methodology as popularized by companies like IDEO or the Stanford School of Design, to empathize deeply with uh, our constituency, with folks in local churches, and then um, to adapt products and services based on the needs that uh, we discern through that empathetic approach. So in a nutshell, that's what I do. So aligning the people uh, of the house to the uh, people and policies of the house to the mission of the house, and then aligning the uh, mission of the house with the ministry of the church. That's
1: that's a, that's a job description right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. That's awesome. Um, you know, I've, I've had that job description. Er, I've had that line at the end of all, of all of my job descriptions and whatever else they want you to do. That's <laughs> exactly right. That's also That's awesome. very true. That's awesome. Um, you know, what, what's it like going from, you know, the local church ministry and, and being, uh, you know, pastor at a church to, to a job like, like this at the publishing house?
2: It's a great question. Um, it feels like I'm using a different part of my brain a lot of the time. And so, uh, you know, there's language, uh, that, you're used to using in whatever working environment. And then when you shift, I mean, this is a, uh, this is a ministry of the church. The, the work of the publishing house, Cokesbury, Abingdon press been ongoing since 1789. And, and, and though we are a, uh, a religious nonprofit, we do function like a business and um, we don't receive any apportionment dollars. And so uh, we live off what we make. And so for me, uh, the the language of the deep language of business that you only use lightly in the life of a local church is, um, becomes the functional language uh, today. So I'm always talking about uh, profit and loss, always talking about margins, always talking about net operating revenues, always, you know, just, <laughs> this is this is the talk, and, uh, and that's something that we don't do in the life of the local church because here everything has to be driven by metrics and uh, everything has to have some kind of a, so if you're gonna engage in something, it has to have an, a, a hopefully profitable or at least a very missional outcome that can be defined. Sometimes in the life of the local church, you, you don't always think about these kinds of things. You're not always thinking about what, um, what something has to produce um, in order to be worth doing. Um, so it's really been helpful for me uh, as a, I think as a pastor and a leader even.
1: Cool. Um, how, how, how has the other side of that come in? Um, you know, you've, you said you had that, that kind of switch in brain of, you know, going from ministry to, to business, but how does that ministry in? begin to creep in? Cause I, I know it does. It has
2: to. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got to. And I mean, the, the cool thing is this is a Christian business. And so uh, I can begin staff meetings by talking about, um, how uh, we've seen God at work at work. Right. And uh, even in the work of HR, which sometimes you think, man, that's sometimes that's a head scratcher because you're not always dealing with the most fun stuff. Uh, but so, how do we see God in in one another here? How do we think about our work, even in a business meeting, as ministry? How do we how do we pray about um, uh, you know if we're up or down in a quarter, right? Uh, um, and so, uh, I do think that um, the pastoral work that naturally happens in the life of a staff has really been. Um, Great for me to experience because you know, I preached to people who were involved in the business world Every week right and had some sense of the challenges of that But here you've got people who are saying I'm trying to live out a deeply Christian vocation uh, when I'm in um, I'm in accounts receivable (laughs) and and having to call uh, folks like y'all and say, so you're a little bit late on your Cokesbury bill. What's up with that? (laughs) Um, And, and the conversation on the other side is not always that generous. And so, (laughs) so so how, how do I understand this as ministry? How do I see uh, a, a sense of call and vocation in this? And it's really cool to have those conversations. So, yeah, so,
1: I, I agree. Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Zach. I, I was just going to say you're, you're you're speaking to the business part of my brain. My, my undergraduate was in business. It was like, oh man, I love I love this because <laughs> <laughs> it's not every day we get the mesh the the two and people actually understand. It's wonderful.
2: <laughs> it's yeah. so true. It's great. I mean this this inter this intersection of faith and work is something that um, I honestly think uh, when I think about my pastoral life. I just didn't spend enough time really deeply thinking through all of the implications of that. And uh, when you look out um, at Christian uh, writings, it's really hard to find people who spend a lot of time talking about this. Um, I mean, I think one of the most recent books uh, is one by Tim Keller and and that's kind of their thing out there. at Redeemer Presbyterian, right? Is, is doing this, faith work conversation in Manhattan. And I just think, boy, they we more of us need to be doing this. Um and I think more folks from a Wesleyan perspective, I would love to see doing this. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. <laughs> I would
0: um so what's what's one of the coolest things you've ever gotten to do since being in this position? Like what's one of the like cool
2: it's, so I love um Well, you know, it's you get to have some great um, time spent with all of the various authors that that we read, and certainly in the Methodist sphere and even beyond. So, you know, from hanging out with people like Jessica Legron or um, Mike Slaughter or Adam Hamilton, um, Willis Johnson, like people that uh, are, you know, doing fun stuff, um, to uh, Rabbi Moffick, who, um, so it's great to have rabbis writing for us as yeah. well. And, and so some of it's just showing up in, um, in different places with cool people and, uh, and hearing from their heart and, and their ministry. Um, it's being able to, um, get behind the scenes on a confirmation resource and, uh, and talk about the theological formation around that and even do fun things like do voiceovers for some of the videos. Um, you know, I've I've worked on this, uh, new disciple Bible study, disciple fast track, and I'm the old Testament guy on that. So it's just, you know, I don't know if I ever would have done that before, but it's cool to be able to, um, to live into that, particularly with the legacy of Zan Holmes, people like Zan Holmes and the Disciple um, family. So it's, it's, you just get to hang out with amazing people and be a part of amazing conversations. And for me, it's not only like the big names. I love calling uh, churches Uh, in the middle of Louisiana that would say, look, we are 45 minutes from anywhere anybody knows. Um, And, uh, you know, we're here and we're a smaller church and feel kind of isolated. There's some cool stuff going on in our town. Let's talk about what we're doing with children. And to have this amazing conversation about how they're embracing people in their communities and then thinking, all right, so how do we take some of that? How do we serve them better? how do we help uh that uh church that's those have honestly been some of the most fun conversations being able to call in skype in and sometimes show up in those places and talk about ministry literally all across the country and in some cases across the world (laughs) Yeah. yeah that's
0: awesome well um what actually kind of prompted us to bring you on here is that Zach and I were looking through the Cokesbury catalog and we saw that you were also a model, and uh, so you know that's also cool. Like you, you can add like. You have potential being an actor, having voiceover, model. Right. I mean, so like if this ministry thing didn't work out, uh, you know, <laughs> you do actually have now like a third fallback career that could. So,
2: so you know, voice actor. I mean, you know, some of the uh, fun hilarity of the sermon slams and things like that. I don't know, maybe an acting career, and certainly a um, a like plus size clergy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine snap a picture of a catalog and he, he said, uh, he just sent me the picture, texted it to me with a question mark. And I said, Oh yeah, it's my short lived modeling career. And he said, not short enough. <laughs> Thanks for that brand.
1: Just so you're aware, we, we snapped a picture and Matt and I have just sent personal memes back and forth to each other. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun.
2: <laughs> I mean, if, however I can make anyone's life better, I'm just game for it. So <laughs> that's right.
1: That's right. You know, you, you mentioned, the uh, you mentioned sermon slam a little bit. Tell us, uh, uh tell us a little bit about that and, and kind of what that is and, and for our listeners and everything.
2: Well, you know, I think particularly for, um, the Cokesbury brand, um, it's important for a brand to be personal and, um, and and not even, and to not always take itself so seriously. So just have a little fun. And, um, and certainly we love pastors, we love clergy. And so, um, we do these, uh, short videos, uh, for some products. And so various staff members might get up and say, Hey, here's this book. Uh, here are a couple things about it. And we put those on our YouTube channel. So I was filming some of those and, uh, Matt Rawl, uh, one of our authors was, uh, in, um, a, and so Matt, um, a sometimes spirited theologian, uh, <laughs> Matt Rall. So so Matt was in, and uh, we were talking about, um, and he was, you know, uh, doing some of his product videos, and one of the people said, you know, you and Matt are really so fun on camera, and uh, they said, you should do something together. I said, yeah, something like um like a sermon battle, sermon duel. We both do a sermon and it's like a battle of the bands kind of thing. And then they said, yeah, like a sermon slam. I said, yeah, like that. And so I said, is Matt still in the building? And they said, yeah, he's downstairs. So we decided we're just going to go get him and bring him up and we just do this. And so literally from the conception to the idea to us being done, uh, taping the first sermon slam was like 20 minutes. Um, so impromptu. And, um, and so, uh, uh so we did it and it was a hit, like who knew that many people would have fun watching us, um, be, uh, in the moment, uh, silly, um, and semi thoughtful, uh, um, on camera. And so, yeah, it's, and so that was the thing, you know, you just have someone read a scripture and we're both hearing this. We don't know what scripture they're going to read and we hear it and you just respond and see where it goes. And so we've done several uh, now and, um, they've been, they've been really good. Hannah Bonner, um, is uh, a pastor and author of ours and she, she still persists that she has bested me in uh, (laughs) sermon slamming and I honestly, um, our, the folks who edit that were generous. She, she crushed it that day. (laughs) So, um, and so that was, I think, just after the election, and we thought, you know, this is how the world uh, might ought to be. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, no, that that's awesome. Um, another
1: idea
0: you could do: you could take off the uh, you know carpool karaoke, and you could do it <laughs> yeah. in a church van and church van, either church van karaoke where you do the hymns, or you do like church van slam you know sermon slam in a church van kind of thing oh, yeah. <laughs> right riding in vans
1: with of pastors
2: ideas. yeah
0: riding
1: in vans with pastors
2: so if this happens i'll give proper um attribution <laughs> that's not a bad idea
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to take it on a youth a youth ministry level just put a whole bunch of youth and and just record the conversation that they have
2: <laughs> oh yeah Yes, you might have to edit oh, it out, but yeah, we'll do
1: <laughs> Most of it. I mean, you're going to have to take an eight-hour trip to get, like, ten minutes of
2: usable stuff. <laughs> True. <laughs> like everybody on a, one of those ski trips to Colorado or something like that. That's, <laughs> that's right. One. That's
1: right. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. Yeah, Hannah, uh, we had Hannah back on the podcast this, uh, this last August when we were awesome. in uh, Houston for the Global – Um, yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. she was uh she was gracious enough to uh come and talk about uh, her book and some things like that too so uh, she's cool it was it was fun to watch you guys
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's when they read that scripture about hannah that i thought this how is it that i'm like (laughs) these people and they've totally set me up oh my (laughs) 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 god
1: oh it's funny so uh, is, is there anything else that you, uh, you want to kind of highlight or, or talk about what's going on there with you?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, this, is a, this is a fun time, I think, for uh, Cokesbury because, so you know, what we've seen from the publishing house, if you're going to be in publishing since 1789, it means you've had to do some amazing kinds of adaptations across the years. Um, and, uh, and so I think that says something of the staying power of the place. But um, it's, a, it's a place that's deeply thinking about the current digital context and the ways that people receive information and trying to just let go of um, as many traditional ways of thinking about things as we can and kind of open that up and say, so, you know, what, what do folks really need? um, hanging out in the, uh, in the pews. And so, I mean, even things like, uh, this, uh, new hymnal, um, that'll be coming out, which, you know, in the Methodist church, it takes a while to do a hymnal cause you've got to have at least a couple general conferences approving this thing. And so, but, you know, this idea of saying, you know, what if we created this core content, these core hymns, uh, that, um, diverse group of folks in the life of the church have agreed upon, and then you've got all these other hymns around that and possibilities uh, to pull in. So what if we had this uh, book that had the core hymns and then, say, I'm just making up a number, uh, so don't hold me to this, This it's making up a number. So say you had 100 hymns that were just going to be in there and then a, a possible 200 so, you know, you get to choose 100 and put it together. And if you want it to be in a book, you can. It can that can be printed and that handle sent out to your congregation. Or if you just want to be able to pull all of that from the cloud or to other um, um, apps and things like that, you can do that. I, so, um, so that's an example of very, tra- like, old school, traditional plenty of people, uh, you know, Chris Tomlin is not getting excited about, uh, you know, the latest hymnal, maybe, maybe not. Right. Um, and, um, so to say, we're going to take this very traditional old idea and say, we're going to be open about any way, any possible way we can think somebody would want to receive and use this information. And that's, uh, so we're trying to uh, take that kind of thinking and apply it to every product we've got here. Um, so what does that kind of thinking look like for Disciple Bible Studies? What does that look like for children's uh, curriculum? What does it look like for you know, whatever it is? Um, and that's really fun and exciting because when you think about what publishing is going to look like in 10 years, um, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say, and so it's a future that has to be invented, and it's uh, it's exhilarating um, trying to helping folks invent that future. No, that's, that's
1: awesome, um, and and that's kind of what I've seen from you guys, really taking that approach of, oh, we got to do something different, and, um, you know, being established as for as long as you guys are, you know, we, we hear it in the local context all the time when we try to create change and do something a little bit different, oh, we've never done it that way before, <laughs> yeah, but we can't let that stop us, <laughs> you know, and, and you guys are, from what I've seen on our end in the, in the church, you guys are, are Diving headfirst into that, going, yeah, we may not have done that, but we've got to be inventive. We've got to do something different
2: because this is changing, and we can't get left behind. So that's
1: that's cool. Uh, I'm seeing what you guys are doing on that.
2: It's exciting, and you know, when you live in a world, a world of um, at least sales world that is so dominated by Amazon, you know, and uh, so when people look at us and and are on Cokesbury.com, they say, you know, why can't you be more like Amazon? You're going to have to buy a lot more books for us to have Amazon. Um, but, uh, but that's not an excuse for us really. I mean, we just, it, we've got to be, um, we've got to be uh, competitive. And I hope uh, that a differentiating factor for us can be that, I mean, it's like going to your favorite coffee shop, right? Um, you know we want to be your barista right so you know somebody who uh, who knows you deeply who you know deeply when you walk in the door we say all right i know what you want i'm already preparing it and and doing so with um, an almost our artisanal view of care and, uh, and the creation uh, of it so you know if we can if we can do that if we can offer useful help to the church in those kinds of ways. Uh, I think we'll be all right. I, I think so too. I, I agree.
1: That's uh, I love. I love hearing that from you guys. Uh, kind of, you know, straight from from the place we're we're working on it, man. We're this this is who we want to be for you. Uh, that definitely shows the uh, the thinking outside of the business world and into here's here's who we want to be for you, pastors and lay people in churches and and just people. That's, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. It's, it's fun. Um, I mean, another thing I might lift up as a, just so interesting about us is I mean it, we are such a big tent as a Methodist church and then, you know, who we serve beyond the Methodist church. And that's also part of the fun of it is saying, man, this, even if you just look at the Methodist church, boy, we've got so many kinds of uh, polarities that uh, even ref- that are in ways we mirror. You know some of the polarities we see in the broader culture, and uh, and so you know we just try to care for all parts of that continuum, and um, it's uh, uh, we we like to think we make it look easy, uh, but it's 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 it can be a challenge. So how do you create um, one um, an adult curriculum? That people in every part of that spectrum would embrace. Um, yeah, that's a challenge, and uh, but uh, but we do it, and that's also part of I think um, the work, the ongoing work, particularly as the uh, the Methodist Church at least tries to figure out um, who it's going to be uh, in the future. Yep. So yeah, that's where we are.
0: Yeah. Um, as someone, I actually, one of my first jobs was in Christian retail. And so like I get all the ins and outs of the craziness on the selling side of things. And part of me misses that cause it was kind of fun. Uh, I mean, this was when I was first starting out in my ministry career and I was working in this little uh, Christian bookstore and um, you know, it was always funny. I could, I, my best selling points were always the pastor's a pastor will walk in and say, you know, you know, I'm looking for this kind of thing and I, I'd, I'd get them to buy like 50 bucks. And now as a pastor, like, like I'm one of those people, when I go to Cooksbury or go to Amazon or something, you know, to, to buy books, it's like, Oh crap. Now I'm one of those guys. and it's, it's just <laughs> fun to to see that. Like, I mean, my desk right now is full of books. Um,
2: oh, yeah.
0: I, I will say one of the things I've appreciated with what you all have offered Um is I really like the church kits when you've got a study coming out and it offers the children and youth and adults mm-hmm. and um one of the things that I use it for um is that um on Wednesday nights we do this program called the table. Mm-hmm. And in this it's a multi-generational group. And so we have everyone from um, I think our youngest member's five to about 60 and, and what we do is you know I, I'll take that and curate the content from the from all three of those sources to be able to put together a thing and, and we do send off the little kids so we can actually have a little bit more of a conversation with youth and adults and it's been really cool um, to have that ab- availability to be able to just sit down and do that like um, after Easter we're playing on using Matt Miosky's Happy um, and I'm really excited about getting that um, and you know, curating content for that. And, um, just really appreciate this. St- I, I have to say, I've really appreciated the stuff that's been coming out lately. It's been really good and solid and my people have been eating it
2: up. That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah we, think it's, we think it's important more and more churches are, are saying that they are, are doing, be it a sermon series or, you know, kind of like you're talking about Wednesday evening event they're doing, they're trying to tie together Um, the different things that they're doing across the life of the church for age groups and um, so yeah that's a that's an ever-evolving conversation for us we're always talking about all right so you know what do the churches need Uh, you know what do you need as you try to do this what helps you (coughs) curate uh, these materials and um, so it's 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 really fun uh, to feel like you can produce something that can minister to the entire life of the church and uh, so, yeah, I mean, as you do it and as you're in, involved in that work of curation, if you got any ideas, let me know.
0: Will
1: do. Awesome. Again, you know, man, we, we appreciate you being on with us, uh, you know, we, we <laughs> in your clergy shirt and your bearded glory, man. <laughs>
2: I, know, I mean, it's, uh, I feel like y'all are my people. We are all... You know, we're certainly brothers in uh many senses, but uh uh this is an awesome group here.
1: <laughs> well thank you. We we appreciate it. We we have a good time. Uh <laughs> no matter who's on, or if it's just the two of us, we have too too much of too much fun with this. <laughs> um but, you know, we, we mainly just want to get the word out on some some really cool stuff and some really cool people going uh, in, in the Methodist Church and, and throughout uh, the world. So, uh, you know, our three or four listeners are really going to dig this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey. Virtual fist bumps to all four. Uh, That's see. right. <laughs> yeah. Much love.
0: Well, what's funny is our wives don't even listen. So, <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they live with us and have to listen to it continuous podcast uh that's right that's right they 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 look for the mute button at home. <laughs>
0: Well, just so we know that, uh, you've got a lot, uh, to do cause you're, I mean, you're obviously busy. Um, and we actually <laughs> scheduled this time out. So, um, <laughs> um, but we thank you for your time and, um, you know, realize that anytime if you want to, um, we offer, one of the things that we do with our website is we offer free, like a place for someone that wants to write that doesn't have a place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we provide that for them, you know, yeah. um, um, and we've had several different people from all walks of life walk for, write for us. Um, you know that invitation, and, and anytime you want to come on and, and promote something, you know, feel free uh, to that. That invitation is always open for you.
2: Thank you. Well, I uh, will take you up on that.
0: Um, you know, as we bring this uh, this podcast to a close, uh, we want to thank uh, Justin and Cokesbury um, for being a part of this conversation and the United Methodist Publishing House uh, to allow him to be able to come and and have uh, hang out with us as we uh, talk about the great stuff that they're doing there. Um, and so before, you know, always with the bearded theologians, you can always buy a, a mug or a t-shirt on our website. We've got some really cool stuff on there. Uh, there's some really good content for Lent. The 40 days of beardedness is still going on. Um, I, we hope that you've taken that on and have enjoyed the readings and the, and the prayers and the uh, stuff that we've offered for people to, to take uh, a little bit, uh, deeper journey in their um, Lenten discipline. Um, and so we just hope that you continue to like us and share us and let people know that we do exist. Uh, so we can have more than just a couple of years, but we appreciate everybody that listens uh, for the bearded theologians. I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening and we hope that you share our content online uh, through Facebook and social media. And we hope that you check out our uh, Beardcast store at beardedtheologians.com and pick up some great Bearded Theologians gear. We hope you have a good day.